What's up, folks? It is game night, and we've been waiting all day, as they say on NBC, for Sunday night. And yes, it is Dallas week, number one. The Birds are 5-0, Dallas 4-1. It is going to be the toughest game of the year so far. And I want to say for both opponents, not just for our Birds, but for Dallas as well, as Demarcus Lawrence has some questions about the Birds, and we'll get into it just a little bit later on, but... Before we get into the Eagles conversation, before we get all amped up, before anything happens, let's not forget just what happened less than 24 hours ago right across the street at Citizens Bank Park. The 3-2, swing and a miss. He got him. And the ball game and the series are over. And the Phillies are headed to the National League Championship Series as they have taken out the world champs and this crowd can celebrate as the Phillies season will continue. The Phillies advance to the National League Championship Series, and when a team gets hot, just like the Phillies have, look out because there's still eight more to go. Just eight more wins to go. But before we get that, we got to make sure we get it one game, one win at a time. Of course, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, is where you will see all the action. And there could be, just might, could be a pregame show before that. So tune in, check out the social media feed just so you guys can see. We have the Tuesday night show. I'm pretty sure Dylan will love to jump into that one because even though, yes, he is a Toronto Blue Jay fan because he works for them, but also he's a Phillies fan. You guys remember because that's who he loved, raised, and grew up with, even though he's been from Florida all his life. So Phillies advance. That's a great thing. We can't wait to see what happens with the series. The sold-out crowd at Citizens Bank Park was so electric that they were actually sending out messages. According to Ken Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal from Fox, he said he was getting alerts for the first time ever that the city was sending out alerts because the decibel levels had gotten that loud. So you can only imagine what it's going to be like right across the street at Lincoln Financial Field tonight because I'm quite sure they're going to show some video montage of the Phillies end up winning it all. And if... I would say if I was certain, but we know the Phillies already wheels up and hang out to San Diego. So we doubt to see any Phillies uh, players tonight unless they decide to take the private jet out there. So we'll get into some Phillies talk a little bit later on. But of course, we can't start everything off either without getting a little amped up when it comes to the rivalry. So check this one out as we always get you fired up the Eagles way. I say it takes everybody and it really does. You know, I say we're a family and that's the type of environment you want to be around in order to win big in the end, you know, and, and that takes a collective group. Scoring! Miles Sanders complete for another first down. Not individuals, but a collective group, a team. You know, at least, you know, we're in this position because of what we do. It has nothing to do with the teams that play. And he is in for the touchdown. Touchdown deep for Quest Watkins. Pick six how we prepare, how we practice. Walks in touchdown. Um, how we play for each other. You know, you don't want to make the opponent the focus. And it's intercepted. Up the middle. He's in for the touchdown. 
Now, a couple of things you got out of the way here before I bring not only Dylan, but joining us from Charlotte, North Carolina, the one, the only Anthony Bleak, who will be defending, <clears throat> I'm sorry, representing his Dallas Cowboys as he talks about them, their 4-1 record. So it'll be fun to talk to Anthony tonight. Of course, you guys have seen him before earlier on. He is the team market owner of your Charlotte Purple Jackets. And Charlotte, you guys need to represent down there because there's going to be a lot of fun activities coming out of Curry Court. A lot more information coming out with you guys over the next couple of weeks. Course tryouts, you guys can always look on the social media handle that way you can see everything what's going on there. And in fact, if not, go to the basketballleague.net and find out all the information that you need to find because you can follow the teams that way as well. So, a couple things to get out of the way here before I bring the gentleman on. As I said, if I can get my actual cursor to work over here like it's supposed to, one is always don't forget to please do us a favor and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel because it helps us grow just a tad bit more. And don't forget to also visit our sponsors, Philly Sports Trips, Tampa Joe's, and LGDirect.net. Of course, the studio here named in Tampa, Florida, right after LGDirect.net. So thank you, and please like and subscribe. Also, if you guys can kind of check out here a little bit, the shirt that I have on today on the backside, yes, it is the new and improved Broad Street South on the back side of my shirt here. So, of course, I can't get up and turn around, but you guys can end up seeing it there. And the reason why everybody knows that number 20 normally is for Brian Dawkins, will always be for Brian Dawkins. But the number 20 will be because of the year that we started and kicked off the show. And that's why we have the number 20 up there. It was going to be either number 20 or the number 12. And yes, Dylan, I see your Markel Fultz jersey. I see it. Don't worry about it. I'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> what a character. But either way, those are going to be the new shirts. We'll see. Maybe we'll have some in the merchandise. We'll you'll never know, but we'll see. And more importantly, also, the last thing I want to bring up before I bring in the show intro. Of course, you guys know that we've lost two family members in the last two months, which has been too, too much. On the far left of the screen in the black leather jacket is my Uncle Sal. My Uncle Sal would give his shirt, the plate, coffee, whatever he had, his car, whatever it was, that man would give everything and anything to anybody. You didn't have to know him. It's just the way the man was. Unfortunately, he lost his battle to stage four cancer. COVID didn't help out the situation either because unfortunately it kind of sped the process up. Uh, but unfortunately for my uncle, he did pass away. The services will be this upcoming Friday in Springfield, Massachusetts. But I just want to dedicate this show to my uncle. He meant a lot and he left this world as my uncle and part of his two other brothers up there, Carmelo, and Tony, Antonio, left them behind, but left a long living legacy. He left this man or this planet, I should say, as a man, but arrived in heaven as a saint because that man was nothing less than a saint. And I know you have to go through the whole Catholicism thing to go and, and get become a saint. This man was a saint. Believe me when I tell you. So my Uncle Sal, this show's for you and for everyone else. We thank you for tuning in to this episode 162. Dallas week, Eagles versus Dallas. Man, oh man, it's going to be a great time. So hang on. We will see you right on the other side. I'm Angel, and welcome to Broad Street South.
soon as I come up there. As long as, as far as we know, Fuji might end up being over there at the stadium. Who knows? I'm quite sure he is. I'm also quite sure he was over at Lincoln Financial Field. But in his place, as always, and, and don't listen, don't admire the sunglasses. Don't admire the hat. Once again, he's wearing his losing Toronto Blue Jays gear because that's what he wants to represent. But nevertheless, it is our young Dylan Spaulding, our Tampa correspondent. Dylan, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? It's good to see you. Uh, you had a fun week this week. I was in o Orlando, O-Town, drinking butterbeer, seeing my boy, the, the real number 20, Mr. Markel Fultz. I'm sorry, Angel. I, I love the new... <sighs> The new, the new swag there, and 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 he's a Broad Street South brotherin, a former Broad Street South brotherin in his own right. Martell is so, but I'm excited again. I got my my San Diego shades on. It's gonna be beautiful, sunny. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a wait, great. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. First of all, as Joey B says hello <laughs> to all of us here, and how in the world? Come on, and and right here, he follows it right behind there with, with Dylan. Where's Toronto right now? As they're laughing about it. <clears throat> Come on, number one is you can't root for Toronto and then turn around and say you got your San Diego glasses on. What is wrong with you? Who? Okay, let me just to get no, it clear I'm, for everybody. No, hold wait, on. wait, 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 hold wait, on. wait, wait. <laughs> just everybody just knows. Wait, wait. <laughs> Who do you root for when you're not rooting for your team that you actually work for? The Philadelphia Phillies. And that's what I was trying to tell you in the conversation is that I got my San Diego glasses on ready for the Phillies game on Tuesday in San Diego. That's what I was trying to explain here. Uh, but regardless, you know what? Forget it. This is like, this is like, this is like Fuji all over again. Again, that's mini, right. mini Fuji right here, ladies and gentlemen, for, you know, filling in. Yeah, you keep saying that to yourself, Mini Fuji, but it'd be all right. And Joey love B says, how about my Giants? Love you, Fuji. <laughs> Giants, Eagles, going to be something now. Yeah, they are, yeah. Joey B. That's, that is so, so true. And to bring on, as, as I stated before, to bring on the man himself, hailing from Charlotte, North Carolina. And I got to switch back to my screen here as I take a look. And we have Sean, who's going to be coming over this year. In a minute or two, but hailing from Charlotte, North Carolina, it is team market owner of your Charlotte Purple Jackets. I wish I had like a, a sound something for it, but Chicago nevertheless. Bulls intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Sean, there he is, but no, nevertheless, it is Anthony. Anthony, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us. And uh, by the way, good way to represent your Dallas Cowboys. Nah, thank you, guys. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the dark side tonight, so <laughs> I'll be representing yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah, that, that is so true. And uh, coming back this evening as well, it is the Irish legend. When he's not out there dancing and doing a jig, <laughs> he is here with us tonight. It is Sean Kilrain, our sports contributor. Sean, how are you this evening? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Oh man, perfect sound, perfect picture. Sean is on, he's listening, he's on a roll. Whatever you do from now on, do exactly what you did tonight because it, everything is sounding and looking good, Sean. Thank you. And if anyone wants to see the behind the scenes view of this show, they can see it right through my glasses, too. 
<laughs> oh boy, here we go. Uh, Joey B says, "Great to see you guys. My family is safe and sound in South Sarasota. That is great, Joey. Good to hear. God bless you guys all in Florida. Yeah, because there's been a major, major rebuild going on here in in Southwest Florida. More importantly, so it's it's uh, still a task. And Ron DeSantis is doing an outstanding job." Boo Cowboys, Sean, Joey B is uh, there. Anthony Manino, if I'm saying it correctly. Thank you for joining us here. And Sean wins the best suburban background of the show. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. But hey, uh, to start this off, and, and I want to, because, Anthony, we have to, we, there's two things I'm going to show for you. One, as I talked about Demarcus Lawrence just a little bit earlier, but I, I don't know where the Cowboys were going with this one. But this, to me, makes no sense because basically what they said was, Dak Prescott, you can buy your best sideline gear, and they basically mentioned Dak Prescott. So I don't know if they're talking about the, the hat and or the hoodie, or they're talking about you can buy Dak Prescott because it seems like they just they want to keep him on the sideline. Of course, it's all funny games here, but you know, it, I think they could have worded that just a little bit differently. But either way, we know what they mean, that they, you, know, you can get the Cowboys gear, and Dak, of course, is sporting it. And we hope that Dak gets a little bit better because I know he he's dying to come back in here. But I, I don't know. I think your boys need to market that just a little bit better there. Yeah, they they, they didn't they didn't do well with the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do well with that at all. I saw that earlier today. I, I think fans would rather buy the actual hat that Dak is wearing than buy the just uh, standard merchandise. So I'm just yeah, say that. I agree. I agree. Oh, I'm quite sure. But listen, it, it, Dallas. I, I will say, normally, before the season got started, right, no one knew what the NFC East was going to look like. Now, except for the commanders, known around here as DCU, District Columbia University. But regardless, no one knew what the NFC East was going to end up bringing out. Now, there were, of course, rumors, and, and everybody talked about how the Eagles could run away with the division. Did we see what was going to happen in Dallas when, once Dak was injured? Were we going to see what was going to happen in between there? And obviously, a backup quarterback is having an amazing run at this point. So, Anthony, four and one. The boys are doing some amazing things here. And, of course, and when we look at it, we know that the Eagles being 5-0, and oh, and we know that Dallas defense could end up stopping the O-line, as we'll get to DeMarcus' comments here momentarily. But we know that at this point, Dallas's defense is looking to play tonight. Now, whether it'll happen or not is beyond us. But I'm going to raise a question to you. If Jerry Jones gets the green light for Dak Prescott to come back, do you stay with the hot hand, Anthony, or do you bring back Dak Prescott? Uh, I think win or lose tonight, Dak is our quarterback. He has to come back as our quarterback. Man. I think I think you have to go back to Dak. Um, He's making too much he, money. He gives us he gives us the best chance to win overall. Mm -hmm. um, the problem with the, the thing about Cooper Rush right now is we haven't been challenged in the fourth quarter yet. Um, and our defense has been been really taking care of time of possession for us. So it's going to be interesting tonight to see if now there's four minutes to go and we got to get a score. Can Cooper Rush take us down the field and get a score? We, yeah, we know right. Dak can. That, I, think, I think that's why you have to go back to Dak win, lose, or draw tonight, after tonight. You have you have to because you haven't played the last four minutes of a game yet. Yeah. And that, that's that's where it's going to get interesting. Anthony, let, let's say Cooper or Cooper Rush does win this game for the Cowboys tonight. Let, let's say, you know, he plays a good game. 
you know, continues kind of this hot hand he's been having. Uh, you know, do you see him possibly being a, a quarterback that teams may try to go after? Like as, as somebody, maybe they could, that could fill a spot for a team next season. I mean, obviously that's a far ways away and we, we don't know what some of these teams are going to be like later on in the year, but, but do, could you see Cooper rush being a commodity for, for another NFL team? If the Cowboys do end up saying, Hey, we'll let you go to free agency, test the waters a little bit. Oh, absolutely. He, he's, a, he's a starting quarterback in this league. Um, I think Dallas is going to have a dilemma at the end of the year. Yeah. And, and the problem with what's happening now is the coaching staff is being allowed coach. When that comes back, are they going to go back to this just run and shoot offense where they're trying to score 30 points a game? Or are they going to allow themselves to play the way they're playing now? Man, it's a game, no turnovers, let our defense win the game. We have the best pass rush in the league right now. Yeah. You know, are they going to allow us to play this way, which allows us to be successful? Or are they going to let Dak come back and throw the ball 45 times and try to score 30 points and outscore everybody? Um, I think that's where the interesting part is going to come in. But Cooper Rush is an a NFL quarterback, so I, I don't see him being with Dallas next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him. Yeah, we're 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 gonna see what's gonna happen there because again, I you know we've seen Stranger Things. Don't get me wrong, and and I will say, Anthony, you haven't been you know part of the of the shows uh, that we've done before. The one thing, and a lot of people who've tuned into our show, including the the the, the ones that are in Texas, whether being from Houston or Dallas, I mentioned before when Dak was looking to get paid that the Cowboys should have done so. Jerry Jones did the right thing, paid Dak Prescott. Now, we all know that he's probably not the best quarterback out there, but he continuously gets better. So the way Jerry Jones is, one never knows. And with Mike McCarthy, the same way, you have I don't know what's under Mike McCarthy's you know belt because for the moment we believe at least that he would stay with Dak Prescott. But could the Cowboys be looking to also make room? Because don't forget the salary cap is really tight when it comes to the Cowboys. So could it be a possibility that Jerry Jones says, you know what, we'll keep Cooper, we'll trade out Dak. And therefore, we can alleviate some of the money off the books. So it, it's going to be really, really interesting to see here what's going to happen after Dak gets healthy. We all, I guess, well, let me put it this way. On the broadcasting side of the house, yes, we hope that obviously Dak comes back. On the Eagles side of the house, you know, the fans may not want him to come back, one of the two. But again, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening here. But get it. I'm going to get back here to a couple of comments before we continue on. Joey says, even as a Giants fan, I'm pulling for your Eagles tonight. Thank you, Joey. Do yeah, you appreciate it? The Eagles, it says. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be the Eagles. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know what you meant there. Rick Marcus, a great friend of the show. He says, Eagles 31, Cowboys 17. I'm Rick Marcus, and I approve this message. That's the way to do wow, it. And Cooper Rush will be playing for Blue Jays next year. Yeah. And it's a big one. It is. But it's I don't see it that much either. I think defensively, it is going to be a powerhouse game. At least that's what I'm feeling. I don't I don't think it's a high-scoring game by any means whatsoever. And if it is, I would be really, really surprised. And we'll all give our predictions here towards the end of the show, but we will see. But as now, I guys, mentioned, I have a question for you guys, for the three really? Eagles fans on the panel. Not me. You, Andrew, <laughs> you said something at the top of the show that it was surprising. Um, did we see this coming? You guys couldn't have seen Jalen Hurts play this well. There's no way you guys saw Jalen Hurts playing this well. I did because of what his uh, off-season workout was with the mechanics with the quarterback coach. Yeah. You know, okay. 
just like Josh Allen, you know, if you want to get better, you got to hone your skills. And it ain't going to happen overnight, you know. He grabbed his wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. They went out to Cali, worked on routes, worked on uh, arm strength and all that stuff. And I think he was with a top strength coach too. So, you know, he's playing lights out. Sky's the limit. I mean, did we think he would play like this? No, but keep it going. Yeah. The one thing I will say though, Anthony, was that last year when I was at when I was out in Houston, we went for a vacation. I ended up stopping by the Sports Talk 790 Studios, and I got invited up by um, Andy Kalu and and Big Sarge. When I went live on air, and Andy Kalu said, "You know, what did you think about as a team, and what do you feel when it comes to Jalen Hurts?" Even last year, I had stated as much. I defended Jalen Hurts that he was going to improve drastically compared to what he did last season, only because he knew that this offseason he had to take it not only important, but it would be the first time he's ever started with the same team in back-to-back years. So Jalen knew how much was on the line for him, and he knows what's still on the line because don't forget, you know, right now he's on his rookie contract. And depending on what's out there, the next year's quarterback class is not that great, but the following year you got at least about good eight to nine starters coming out of the college draft. So, I mean, and, and who knows, there could be the next TV 12 out there, not to his likes, but somewhere to like his standards and stuff, the same way there could be another Patrick Mahomes waiting out there in, in two years from now. So Jalen Hurts, for the, for the enormous surprising start, I will agree with Sean. I think with everything that he had learned during the offseason and what he's taken in and being the first in last out, he knows what it's going to take to be that franchise quarterback. And I'm hoping that's where he'll continue because it's going to be hard for him to keep this up week in and week out being injury-free we all hate to use that word, but it is, you know, it is what it is. I and mean, we've seen teams like the Steelers who've got nine guys out of their lineup, basically their third string beat the Bucks today. So I'm hoping that we'll see what Jalen Hurts can still do. He's had more presence in the pocket this season, more than any other time that I've seen. And I'm glad because the O-line obviously has been stepping up for him as well. So it, I think for me, it's, it's nothing but a continuation of him going up as the season continues. But as I mentioned earlier, I want you guys to hear this interview with Demarcus Lawrence. And it, by any means, he didn't throw shade to anybody, so I don't want anybody to think that he's throwing any kind of shade or anything else. But Demarcus Lawrence, I will give him a lot of respect because he says what's on his mind. He says it tastefully. He says it with class. But at the same time, too, it's don't play with the man. So here's Demarcus Lawrence. You know, I think it's still areas that he struggles in. So, you know, just attack the areas. All honesty, I really don't think about things like that. Um, you know, it's just trying to put as much pressure on the quarterback, making him uncomfortable, you know, as much as possible. Um, it really ain't no science to this, you know what I'm saying? Football is, is played at a high speed and, you know, um, being able to attack and be relentless, you know, all four quarters, that's what the game is all about. So. You know, we just play our style. Is this the biggest challenge your defense face this season? From offensive standpoint? <laughs> yes, it, it will be a good test for us. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like, you know, they do have a pretty good offense. Um, you know, they got, got a good receiver core, um, good quarterback, you know, good offensive line. So, you know, they, they well-rounded. But also, we them boys. Remember that. Don't worry about it. Y'all will see it on Sunday. So that's all to it. You know what they do in the football. 
fourth in the fourth in the league right now. You guys had a really good week last week, stopping the run, but there's been moments this season. What, what's the key to being more consistent? This yeah, man. Um, I say more more technique, uh, technique sound. Uh, you know, not not trying to. I feel like you know, there's so many plays out there to be made. Uh, everybody is going for them on our defense, so. You know, just being more technique sound, um, staying in our gaps, making sure we're not trying to, you know, do our brother's job and just do our job. What have you seen differently from Hurts, how he's grown? I know you guys have faced him twice as a starter, but he's taking a real step. This hey, how about this? That's the last question I'm hearing about Hurts. For real, though. Because I really don't care. How unique is what they do? Now you hear it towards the end of it where he says he's not taking any more questions about Jalen Hurts because he really doesn't care. But at the same time, too, he also mentioned it. They're them boys. Now... Again, you want to talk a lot, right? Everybody's going to talk trash no matter which way you look at it. But at the end of the day, it's who's ever going to end up winning tonight. Demarcus Lawrence, I would say, probably the most serious one out of the entire group from the Cowboys. And he knows what it's going to take to win. The same way, no different than the Eagles defense. They know what they have to do to Dallas' offense because Dallas' offense didn't start out the best week one. But somehow or another, they've been able to turn things around. So, Sean, you know, to, to get to you here, what do we expect from tonight, just from the Eagles' defensive side alone. It's going to be a punch yourself in the face kind of defense, like the bully take your lunch kind of day, you know, but I think the Eagles are uh, up for the task. You know, you got Lane, Kelsey, uh, Mulata. I mean, it's going to be a very good game on both sides of the field, you know, offense, defensively-wise for both the Eagles and Dallas, I think. So, yeah. We've seen uh, we've seen Sean and Alex, they've been pretty much balanced throughout the first you know four to five games here. And I don't think Nick Sirianni is going to get away from that too much. Would we see by any chance maybe Nick going to the air a little more than what he's done in the past couple of weeks? Or do we see the run game to see how much they can actually penetrate through Dallas's defense? More of a run game and uh, short thumb passes, I think, to Dallas – and maybe like a nice fly pattern to A.J. Brown, uh, depending on how Diggs does with them. But I see a lot of uh, run it down your throat, kill the clock. Time of possession is key. Holding that ball, get that Dallas defense tired. So yeah. that's my key to the game. I would have to agree there because, again, we're gonna. It, it, this is going to be the most explosive game that we've seen. Again, it's going to be extremely, extremely loud over there at Lincoln Financial Field. I'm pretty sure it's going to be absolutely insane. And if Fuji's in the house, which I'm pretty sure he is, it's going to be twice as loud because you already know how it's going to be from the night before. It's going to be something else. So that's going to be the, the big thing that we're going to see tonight. Joey B says, uh, B shows ending. Oh, my God, why we can't – Joe, you have to fill us in because obviously I, I couldn't see, uh, unfortunately, to my monitor here on the left to what was going on. But, listen, <clears throat> other than obviously Dallas, that we know it's going to be a, a tough matchup tonight. As I mentioned earlier, Dylan, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not playing so hot. TV 12 apparently has a lot on his mind other than just football. And by the way, Sean, we'll get the injury report from you here momentarily, but TV 12 not doing that great. He hasn't been in this type of situation in a long time. So does he reach out to Rob Gronkowski to basically save the Bucks year, or does he go down with the ship and just say, you know what? I'm out. See you next year, Miami. 
Uh, well, the Rob Gronkowski thing is done um, because Rob Gronkowski just decided to s- start working with Fox NFL Sunday for the rest of the season. So that is probably not going to end up happening. Rob Gronkowski is most likely done. Um, he's probably going to have a full commitment. Um, yeah, also the Bills just had the interception. That is crazy. The yeah, Bills are going to beat the Chiefs. Buffalo, Buffalo just won the game. Yeah, Buffalo just won. I have to mention that. I had had to put the game on to see what happened. They just threw a uh, pick. But back to the Bucks. I mean, wow. it's been a tough, tough season to start out the year. You know, the first two games, we looked okay. Uh, that Dallas game was we were kind of uh, stagnant, if you will, in terms of our team. You know, we, we, we got going a little bit. But it just feels like this has been kind of an average football team. It doesn't seem like you know, we're really up there where we were a couple years ago where we were battling for the Super Bowl. And, you know, even last year to an extent as well, when we were, you know, really blowing teams out last year for the most part. So this is a much different Bucks team this season. We got to figure out something quick. Um, offensively, the team is just very average, uh, mediocre, honestly, to be honest with you. And I don't know. I, I think part of it, too, is a lot of the injuries that we've had in the last couple of weeks, just trying to get guys healthy. Um and remember, this is one of the older teams in in the National Football League. You know, a lot of these guys are getting up there in age, and you know that's what happens when you got a win now situation. You know, I, I think now at this point, next season, I think the Bucks are going to be in a rebuild mode next season um, in twenty twenty three. So, you know, we play Carolina this week. It's a big divisional game. You kind of don't know what you're going to get out of Carolina, being you know you have Baker Mayfield out, and you have now Sam Darnold under center. So you kind of don't know what you're going to get out of. Carolina next week and with it being in Carolina it's gonna be interesting and then you look towards a short week and Thursday against Baltimore so you got you got a really interesting schedule this is not an easy schedule for the Bucks this year this is a very tough schedule and they got to battle their way through it if they want to get to the playoffs because right now I do not see a playoff team I I I maybe a wild card sneak in team but that's it that's all I see out of the all right, Theo would probably have to agree with you on that one and Sean the one thing the Thursday night travesty that happened between Washington and the Bears. Now, it's probably, I will say, one of the worst games so far in the NFL. But mm-hmm. somehow or another, the Commanders squeaked a win out. The million-dollar question is, how much longer? Because, and I wish I would have had the soundbite from Ron Rivera. First of all, Ron Rivera, extremely pissed because people are saying that Carson Wentz, he's saying that's his guy. He's defending him to the very end. He's tired of people talking about Carson Wentz. Like, oh, you know, you brought him from Indy. He said he followed him when he was in Indianapolis. And that's what he wanted. So he's getting tired of hearing the questions from coming from whether it be in the media or the fans in, in that FedEx field of whatever kind of a stadium you want to talk about it. Because that's another thing where that thing is falling apart. And it's a shame because it's really not that old. But we know that obviously Carson Wentz continues to struggle. How long? And as much as Ron Rivera is sticking up for him, how long do you think, Sean, do the commanders actually stick with Carson Wentz? Not long at all, because from what I just read, he has a pretty bad uh, finger injury. He's going to go see a specialist, I think, uh, this week. So all in all, I Mm -hmm. think he's probably done. And, you know, I think the Washington fans want to see Taylor Hankey because the kid did do a lot. Heineke. You know, I think he does bring a lot to the table. But, you know, like you said, money talks with Carson Wentz. So he's the big man on campus. But with this injury, I think he's going to take a seat. Don't look good. Yeah. Right. Now, Anthony, 
Here's the here's the other thing, right? The NFC East, we, we mentioned a little earlier. Obviously, you take a look at, again, all teams now in the NFC East. And we know the Giants are within our division. Didn't expect the Giants to be doing what Giants things are doing right now. Both New York teams at, at this point is hot, minus the Brooklyn Nets. They haven't started yet. And we'll see that drama that comes out of, uh, out of Brooklyn. <laughs> but nevertheless, Giants end up taking care of business against Baltimore. Now, Baltimore is still looking for, obviously, to sign their QB. But they're struggling. And we've seen this before with Jim Harbaugh. So are we surprised that the Giants have turned things around? And obviously, you know, for their head coach, people are singing a lot of praises, even though initially they had no idea what was going on. So could we possibly see the Giants trying to make that divisional run with the Cowboys and the Eagles? Um, very surprised about the Giants. <laughs> yeah, we we really didn't. No one thought Daniel Jones was an NFL quarterback, right? Um, and we didn't we didn't know what Saquon Barkley was coming back. You know, Saquon Barkley's been spectacular, so it's kind of hard to. It's really hard to judge Giants. Um, a lot of heart. You know, they play with them themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they could be disruptive down the end of the stretch, but no one saw five and one. I, I saw five, I, I saw five and oh with the Eagles. I saw the Cowboys playing well, um, if Dak was still here, but I never in my wildest imagination thought I thought the Giants would be closer to the commanders than they would be to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yes. Yeah, and I, yeah. I do too and, and Joey you're listening down with the coach. Yeah. Coach has brought a lot of enthusiasm there. He's he's brought a lot with him. He's yeah, and, who, and I was gonna say, who would have thought the Jets would have also had a winning record and beat the Packers today in Lampo, by the way. Right. Like, yeah. That's that's amazing to me too, because you would have I, I would have never. Yeah, if, that's again, what would I would have known what was the Vegas odds of the actual Jets beating the Packers in Green Bay? It, it, someone got paid today. Someone somewhere got paid. No matter which way you look at it, because then you also Vegas. take a look. I mean, New Orleans is, is is not having the best season. Obviously, they they also have to deal with a quarterback down there as well. But Cincinnati takes care of business nonetheless. Obviously, Cincinnati made that magical run last year to the Super Bowl. Will they make it again this year? Cincinnati's been playing some rough ball too. It's not like you know they're they're the AFC favorites to go. The Bills, as Joey had mentioned, and and we talked about it as well too, as the season got started, that we believe the Bills are going to be the ones representing the AFC East or the AFC, I should say, for the Super Bowl. But we'll see because again, they pulled off today, thirty to twenty six, and then you have, and and anyone can chime in on this one because you have Minnesota beating Miami. Now to make it fair for Miami, obviously they had Tua go down on injury. You also had Teddy Bridgewater going down on injury. You got your thirteen third string quarterback in there, so. To, to give Minnesota a bunch of praise today, I yes, they did win nonetheless, but I can't give them high praises either because yeah. right now Miami's without a quarterback if you really take a look at it. So I guess, Dylan, I'll throw it to you. I mean, is what's going to happen of Miami and can they turn things around once Tua comes back? Oh, I think they will. I, I, I think Tua has actually shown this season. Like, I, I, think, I think the Dolphins, if they would have had Tua healthy, I think the Dolphins would be – you know, up there five and one, you know, I think that the, the Dolphins are, are a very scary team. And when we saw them, they, they literally came back and beat the Ravens. Now, granted, the Ravens, 
I haven't been playing too very well this season. But re- regardless of that, I mean, I mean, it, the Dolphins are a team that when two is healthy and when everybody is is on point, man, they're a scary football team. And it, it, it's just, it's been a really crazy year this year, really has. And you you've seen a lot of guys who are backups who have been making a lot of noise. I mean, today Seattle and Teddy Bridgewater, or not Teddy Bridgewater, Geno Smith ended up winning and beating the Cardinals today, and now they're tied for the division lead with the 49ers and the Rams. Like, right? You know, it, it's kind yeah. of been the the year of the backups, if you will. I mean, heck, the Patriots beat the Browns with a third sting quarterback and Bailey Zappi who was with the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers last year. By the way, Zappi's a great quarterback. He broke Burrow's touchdown record last season. Like, that says something. It's a smaller conference that he was in, but that says something. So, you know, it's been really interesting to see, but I do think once Tua gets healthy, um, Tua hopefully will get back going again. Maybe that first game is kind of a warm-up game for him, but I I think him and the Dolphins will get back on track. That's a, a very scary football team. Yeah. Nope, it, it is outside of Buffalo. There's outside of Buffalo. There's maybe seven or eight other teams that could win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, like for once, yeah, change it up a little bit. I'm I'm tired of seeing the same old stuff. You know, make it make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yep. I, think, I think there's a third of the league that could legitimately win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, if things work for sure. Yeah. All right, so going around the room here, then then does anyone believe the Rams are going to be repeating Super Bowl champions? No, 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 no. not at all, <laughs> not at all. It's no. it's too tough of a season. I think there's too, as you, as Anthony you mentioned, that's I think perfectly what you said is I think there's too many teams that are really contending this year. Everybody improved. Um, I think the Rams actually took a step back this season. Um, they lost a few key players that they they had. They lost Von Miller. That was a huge loss to to have a guy like Whitworth that who's a, on the yeah, Whitworth. Yeah, yeah he retired. Odell is gone too. I mean, having Odell, is, you know, he's a sneaky receiver. He's a a top, you know, one two kind of guy in in a receiving core. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the Rams. I think they could get to the playoffs. I don't think they'll they'll have a run like they did last year though. I think Stafford's I, elbow I, is really hurting them, and they're just not yeah. saying it because yeah. As as it was in week and one, because you could see it. And even though they didn't show up today, San Francisco is going to get up for LA. San Francisco oh, is going to going to get up for for the Rams every single time. Yeah, they yeah. they, they got a bad taste in his mouth as well. Yeah, with the, with so the they're, they're going to get up for those guys. Oh, that's what. Then it it still brings up the conversation with Jimmy G. What does San Fran? do with jimmy g and is there a team because we know there's some teams right now i'm pretty sure miami will love his services at this point until they figure out what's going to happen because number one is you cannot rush to what back even if they say you know what he's clear to come back next week do not rush him back that was ridiculous with what miami did to Tua, a young man who didn't deserve to get i mean back to back and first they said it was a back injury when he got up and he stumbled he went back down then you put him in, what was it, four days later to basically get pummeled all over again. And then today there was another one. And I keep mentioning this over and over. And I know there's been people that, that love to make the argument. The helmet to helmet one day is going to paralyze another player. And I don't know what it is with these guys. Like it, it's, I don't understand. And I don't want to go into a rant about it because what is so hard for you guys to understand? It must be a bounty or something out there because that helmet to helmet is going to injure someone permanently. And if no one learned from Junior Seau from all the injuries that he had had, 
and eventually end up taking his own life. And everybody can say whatever they want to as far as when it comes to Jewish Seau, but it it showed that he had all kinds of problems with his brain from all those contacts he ended up making. So for for me, don't rush, do not rush to a back. Even with Teddy Bridgewater, same exact way too. At this point, take an extra two losses, hope you can win two, and then make the bounce back. There's still another half of the NFL season to go. But there's no reason to keep rushing these guys back. But I don't know what it's going to take for the NFL to make these guys understand that you can't do it. We saw it with Jalen Hurts, Sean. What was it? Week one of the preseason, they tried mm-hmm. to take him out in the sideline. Yeah. He's already two, year, two yards into the sideline, and here comes a helmet coming flying across. Us. Yeah, with, against right. the Jets, yeah. I mean, all in all, these guys know how to tackle. You're, you put your head outside, this and that. But like you said, there's some guys that with reckless abandonment, like – that want to go after a guy, spear him, you know, like your uh, Chuck Cecil from the Arizona Cardinals back in the day. You know, it's just, it's just making the game bad, you know, with the with the poor, the poor tackling, the late hits, and all this other stuff. But what happened to Tua, like you said, was pretty scary, man. You know, yeah. and here's the problem with the NFL Miami, is advising. Here's here's the problem with Miami though, Miami. Can't the reason why they're going to rush to a back against everyone's concerns is mm-hmm. New England and the Jets are still winning. <laughs> yeah, and in yeah. this league, winning matters. You have to win, and yeah. Miami can't afford two more losses with the Jets being winning and New England winning. You know, New England went to Cleveland today and dominated. So yeah, twenty nine. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting at how they push to it because, you know, you're, you're moving into the second half of the season and now you're three or four games behind and you're not catching Buffalo. So <laughs> no, you got yeah. any shot. Gonna, yeah. If you got any shot, you're going to have to beat the Jets and, and New England. Yeah. I mean, right now you look at the NFL, it's, it's Buffalo, it's, you know, Buffalo and Philly. And then you got like Casey and then it's like everybody else is like below them right now. And that's how it is right now in the yeah. NFL. And, and you mentioned with the Tua situation, it, it's a weird situation because, you know, that week was kind of weird. You know, it was like, you know, they, they said he was cleared. And, you know, you, obviously, you know, you, you, you hope that you could trust your doctors in that situation. But it's also one of those things where you had a scary situation happen that Sunday that, that he fell down, as you mentioned, Angel. So it's it was a very weird situation. I, I would have probably said keep him out, especially since it was a Thursday game. Um, and, and you mentioned not rushing him. As you mentioned, Anthony, it's it's again they're they're going to be trying to get him in as quick as possible, and that's the unfortunate part. But it's also the part of the game as well. And I'd imagine Tua would like to get probably back into the into the playing a bit as well. I mean, he's a, a competitor, he's an athlete, he's going to want to get back out there and play as soon as he possibly yeah. can. So if he's cleared and they say he's cleared, and you know, I hope that they actually say you know for sure for sure he's cleared, um, then then that'll be a good thing. And and again, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, these head to, helmet to helmet contact you mentioned, it's tough because again, it's a double edged sword. You know, you got guys who unintentionally are doing it because, you know, they're just trying to, you know, make a play and, and they're playing, you know, they're being a football player. That's what you're supposed to do try to make the play, try to make the tackle and, and such. And then you got guys who, as you mentioned, you know, sometimes it just happens. It, it's a really tough situation to, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to talk about. You know, it's tough to, to, to decipher on stuff like that. So. 
No, it is. That it definitely is. As we get ready to, to, to wrap up the show, but before that, we get into some Phillies talk here. As obviously, we know they're going over to the NLCS. The Yankees obviously are seen if they're actually going to go to the ALCS, but right now, not looking too good for the Yanks. It might be good for the Guardians, which I think still think they should be the Cleveland Indians. But again, that's for other people to, to I guess, yeah. get into. But Sean, before we, we switch over to the uh, to the Phillies, the injury report. What do we know and who's out for the game? Uh, so right now, you got Ian Bull, Josh Joby, Reed Blankenship, Trey Sermon, Josh Stills, and Tehran Jackson out for the, uh, the Eagles. Well, that's the... Uh... Thankfully, not too bad as far as the key players, but nonetheless, it's still, you know, we, we just hope that it's minimal injury as far as tonight when it comes to tonight's game. Obviously, that's going to be coming on here in about 8.30, so just about 40 minutes or so, the Eagles will end up kicking it off. But we all know the excitement still built in Philly right across the street yesterday. Again, less than about 24 hours ago. Well, I guess 24 hours ago at this point now, Philly's end up advancing, being the hottest team in the majors right now. Yeah, Mets man. obviously were chosen. To win a division, and the Mets took themselves out. <laughs> then you got the Braves, who was, of course, the last year World Series champions, who fought it out with, obviously, the Mets, and then winning the division. Fifth year in a row, the Atlanta wins the division, but exit out by the Phillies. Phillies, of course, took care of business in St. Louis and got rid of the Cardinals as well. So now they travel to San Diego Tuesday, Wednesday, 7 o'clock start. Thankfully for us here on the East Coast, that's great, because normally if we remember, come 2008, when they played the Dodgers, it was a 10:45 start, and it just seemed like forever for that game to be over. And I remember many sleepy days going to work just to see exactly what's going to end up happening. But Anthony, we also learned that you're a San Diego Padre fan. We won't hold it against you. We understand. No, no, no just, just for these two weeks, I'm a Mets yeah. fan. I'm a, I'm a huge Mets fan. Yeah, so we <laughs> we know that you're going to be a San Diego fan. But listen, the Mets. Okay, number one, you guys have. A, a basically a tycoon who has investments into the Mets. They lose, and the very next day he comes out and he says, We're gonna spend even more money than they spent this year. Okay, so you he's worth that we know of 17.9 billion dollars. Yet you put the money into the Mets this year, and how did it work out for the Mets? Uh what happened with the Mets? What happened with the Mets is, and everybody, and it's hard to judge them. Like, it's hard to judge at this point. We had the best two pitchers in baseball. Mm -hmm. You have Scherzer, you have DeGrom. So you think in a short series, you're going to always win Scherzer and DeGrom. And it didn't happen. So they didn't reinforce anywhere else. They didn't reinforce the middle of the bullpen. Um, Edwin Diaz was amazing this year, but they didn't reinforce the rest of the bullpen because you always thought no matter what, you were going to win those two games. And then Scherzer got hit hard at the, in the Atlanta series. The oh, yeah. got hit hard in the Atlanta series. Then you turned around and, and played San Diego and they got hit hard again. And then, you know, you can't recover from that. When your best two players are not playing well, you can't recover from that. The Mets weren't built to score five runs a game. They weren't they weren't winning that way all year. They were they were single, single, three hit, score run, 3-0, 4-1 wins with great pitching and then Edwin Diaz at the back. But when DeGrom when Scherzer gives up three home runs and it's seven nothing, you know, in the fifth inning, you can't recover from that. 
Yeah. You're just not. And so, you know, and now the problem is they're going to lose half the team because, you know, half of the team are free agents. You're going to lose DeGrom probably. You're going to lose mm-hmm. Nemo. You're going to lose half the team. So it's going to be hard to replace those guys. Mm-hmm. Right, but I say right. go get Eric Judge and Shohei and call it a day. <laughs> make it easy. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, I judge, think. Judge is going to the Giants. Well, I was going to say Shohei, too, signed a contract with the Angels for a year, so he might be a trade guy next season. But, uh, you know, a team that's going to be interesting is, is the Atlanta Braves, though. Like, to see the contracts and the way that their contracts are structured, like, everybody's under contract for this Braves team through, like, 2026. Like, it's ridiculous, like, how much yeah. of the core they're going to keep. Like, the Braves are going to be a legit thorn in everybody's side coming Absolutely. into next season. Oh yeah. And 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 what and what they've been able to do and keeping a lot of their main guys is is massive to the success of that team and and as you mentioned Anthony with a lot of the guys leaving the Mets uh it's going to be interesting to see kind of where the Mets end up going next year. I do think they will be a good team and I think they'll be competitive if they can bring a a decent amount of the guys back and they you know fill some spots up and you know losing to Grom will be definitely disappointing but also he's dealt with a lot of injury as well so it's kind of like you're also losing the, the injury side of DeGrom as well. So it's a tough situation, but, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the Braves can do here heading into the next couple of years with a lot of their talent, especially five, I mean, five division titles. That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. But, Anthony, do you really think, though, that the that the, uh, the Mets ownership would actually get rid of DeGrom? They won't even try to make a run? It's, it's going to be tough because he's going to want best pitcher money. Yeah, he but he's 34. He's going to be 34. He's been injured the last two or three years. He's only, right. He only made 11 starts this year. Um, do you want to pay a 34-year-old pitcher when you got Scherzer for two more years at 40 a year? Are you going to pay DeGrom 40 a year, you know, and really throw your 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 salary cap off whack? That That's going to be the problem with DeGrom. If he comes back at the price he played this year, then I say sign him. But he's not going to want that. He's going to want – the money they owed him from the two Youngs that they never gave him. He's going to want Scherzer money. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's where it's going to get tough. That is. And, I see and him Sean, Sean, you had mentioned it. Why do you think the Aaron Judge would end up with the Giants? Hometown from Cali, you know, and they got the money. And I think they would love to have that. Yeah. No, I think so. I think That'd Aaron Judge. Yeah, he he will not be a Yankee next year. He definitely won't be a Yankee. He'll he'll be on the West Coast. What were you gonna say, Dylan? I said, yeah. I said that'll be that'll be awesome. Have him hit it hit hit balls into uh, McCovey Cove out there in in right field. I mean, there'll be it'll be a lot of fun out there in uh, McCovey Cove during batting practice. I, I I actually I could see I could very well see Judge go to go to San Francisco. I, I think. You know, you look at San Francisco, they, they were just a playoff team two years ago, and they had 106 wins. They were one of the best teams in baseball under Gabe Kapler. So this is a team that knows that they can get to the, you know, they could get to the playoffs, and this year they were very close to doing it. They just fell short by a little bit, and I think if they could get Judge and he could put together anywhere close to what he had this year, I mean, that's a yeah. really scary, scary team next year for the Giants. And it always feels like the Giants are always a team, too, that they – they have a competitive team like every two years. Like they always make it to yes. the playoffs. They find a way to get to the World Series here every couple of years seasons. Like in like the last ten years, the Giants have dominated in in Major League Baseball. To be honest, 
Yeah, well, listen, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to get predictions for the Phillies yet because the season, the mm -hmm. series has not started, and I'm enjoying still the win coming off of mm -hmm. as we make the travel to oh, San yeah. Diego. So maybe we'll get into it on, on Tuesday night because I I, I don't want to predict it yet. Although I'm pretty sure Anthony hopes that the Padres wind up winning it, but it's not. Listen, <laughs> matter of fact. Andy, we will make you a Phillies honorary captain so you can join us <laughs> instead of joining the Padres. <laughs> I'm all in because the Padres, the Padres eliminated the Mets. So, yeah, let's go, Philly. Still there you East go. Coast <laughs> See, and that's the way you do it. That's exactly the way you do Still it. But <laughs> before we end the show here, I'd like to get some predictions as far as tonight. So, Sean, you being our sports contributor, what do you believe will be the final score tonight in the Eagles versus Dallas? 24-20 Eagles. It's going to be a, a defensive battle on both sides of the field. All right, Dylan. Well, uh, being a Bucks fan, I would love to see 0-0 tied game, but because I know <laughs> that's definitely not going to happen tonight, uh, I am going to go. Uh, I'm going to go 31 to 20. I'm going to say 24. 31-24. I'm going to have the Eagles wow. winning uh, late in this game too. I, I think it's going to be a fun one tonight, especially in Philly. I think the, the crowd's going to be rocking tonight. It's going to be a fun one. All right, it's definitely going to be amazing. And, uh, Anthony, two things I'll get from you. One will be the score prediction, but also please let everyone know exactly how to find you out on social media, number one, and let them know as far as your team market ownership. Okay. Um, the basketball part is I'm the team market owner in the TBL for the Charlotte Purple Jackets. Um I'm a third year owner, but first year in Charlotte. So looking forward to bringing basketball here. Uh, you can find us at QC Purple Jackets on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, you know, we have a great group of people. We're looking forward to a lot of good things. We have tryouts this Sunday. So if anybody's interested in coming to Charlotte for, for professional basketball, we have tryouts this Sunday at uh, Curry Court, home of the Curry family, Dell, Steph, and Seth. So, uh, you know, come on out. Uh, my prediction for tonight, I think 2017 Cowboys. Now, that, that that's based on if the front seven plays well. Dallas's front seven plays well and can keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket, put some pressure on him, and make him a quarterback tonight. Because our, our secondary is horrible. <laughs> but if Jalen Hurts is back there running around and he has some time to throw the ball, then the Eagles will win 31 to 14. Yeah. Oof. That's a so big that really on the front seven. Yeah, that, that would be huge if it ends up happening. But uh it, it to me, I'm I'm kind of on the fence here because I, I think it could be, it could possibly be a high scoring game just because they both know what's at stake here. Eagles obviously know they're the last undefeated team when it comes to the NFL, but Dallas is well trying to make that super statement, saying that obviously they're not gone from the NFC East and they've been proving that week in and week out. So it, I would I would almost say it would be somewhat of a high scoring affair. I mean, it could be 35-28, but I think it'll be you're looking at maybe 21 all in the first half, even going to the third, and then someone breaks out on the, the second half of the game. So I'm gonna go 35-28 Eagles and and we'll see. We'll see what happens at, at the end. And and hopefully we walk away six and oh. If not, then I'll be eating a lot of crow, unfortunately, because of all the videos and everything else I end up showing them. Who knows? We'll see what exactly what ends up happening. But listen. Anthony, thank you once again for joining us. And, and as always, you can come back as many times throughout the season as you would like. Uh, not as much for Dylan because Dylan likes to come and go. And when he's not as a superstar or anything else, you know, he likes to 
you know i've had more free time come on like <laughs> listen and anthony i meant to tell you too uh i, I have a good marketing idea for uh, or like a hashtag idea uh, because obviously you said you your team name is the Purple Jackets. I, I thought about a good hashtag for you. Join the Hive. I don't know what you think about that. Oh, we are going to use that. Okay, I like we, it. I like. We, it. Need, we need your we need permission. We're using that. Yeah, I you are more than welcome to. I, I will say this: it, you can use it as long as you send me like a T-shirt or something like hat or something. I will. We will have a deal right there. I, 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 got you, I got you and Sean for all the purple jackets here. You guys, <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect. But yeah, um, nice. thanks. But yeah, excited for this game tonight. It should be a fun matchup: Eagles and Dallas. Uh, again, yeah, don't man. care who wins because I am a Bucks fan. But hey, I'll, I'll be rooting for the Eagles because I don't like, really like the Cowboys. Sorry, Anthony. But <laughs> hey, guys, Yankees up. Yankees are up three zip. Ooh, wow. wow. Let's see if they can close it out. But uh, by the way, Anthony, you could have sent him a crayons, a crayon book and a glass of milk, and he would have been just fine. Because, again, he's only 15 years old, so he would have been just fine with that as well. But <laughs> nevertheless, thank you, Dylan, for coming on. Sean, of course, jumping on with us as a sports contributor. Debbie, taking care of business over there in Studio B. We thank you, everyone, from tuning in stateside, South America, overseas. We cannot do the show without your support, and we, do, we truly do appreciate it. Also, don't forget – like and subscribe. Go to broadstsouth.com. Make sure you check out everything that's there, our past episodes, audio downloads that you guys will find here tomorrow morning when it comes to this side for those who missed it. And more importantly, don't forget to visit the basketballleague.net as well. Keep up with the teams, support your local teams, and definitely support your Charlotte Purple Jackets as they will be on fire this season. Why do I know this? I don't know, but there'll be an announcement coming up about it. So don't forget, everyone, please tune in week in, week out. And as we say every single week, Dylan, what? Don't say, do not say, go Blue Jays. Do not say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to mix it up because Tuesday is a big night for me. Go Magic. Oh, good Lord. See, I game it out and see what happens. Sean, take (laughs) us out, Sean. (laughs) Have a good one, fellas, and go Birds. There you go. Oh, jeez. Guys, thank you.